Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, October 24th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Tesla's third quarter wowed investors, while Ford had to lower its outlook. And in Brussels today, NATO will meet to discuss the ongoing turmoil at the Turkish-Syrian border. Plus, Facebook chief executive Mark Zuckerberg spent hours in front of U.S. lawmakers yesterday defending his plans for a global cryptocurrency. Our Washington correspondent, Kieran Stacey, will unpack it for us. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Tesla enjoyed a big bounce in after-hours trading yesterday after it delivered a trifecta of upbeat news to investors. Shares in the electric car maker were up more than 20%. Tesla posted a rare net profit in the third quarter, against widespread expectations of another loss. It said its new Model Y SUV was ahead of schedule and ready to launch by next summer. Chief Executive Elon Musk added that he expects the vehicle to outsell all other models in Tesla's current lineup combined. And while Tesla wowed investors, Ford disappointed. The company lowered its full-year profit outlook after booking weaker earnings in the three months that ended in September. The company cited slower sales in China and a need to offer bigger discounts in North America. Yesterday, U.S. President Donald Trump said he would remove sanctions on Turkey. Those sanctions were imposed last week to punish Ankara for its military advance against Kurdish forces in Syria. Mr. Trump has been widely condemned for appearing to give Turkey the go-ahead to launch the offensive in early October. Today, NATO defense ministers will begin a two-day meeting in Brussels with the crisis in Syria on the top of the agenda. Michael Peel is the FT's European diplomatic correspondent, and he has more on the meeting. The Syria item will come up in their general business section, and people are expecting, I think, a pretty lively debate, as there's been so far. And obviously, there are a couple of big dimensions to this. One is the military operation that Turkey launched, which a lot of member states have publicly condemned. And then there's also the fact that the United States, by withdrawing troops, um, many European allies uh, were dismayed by that. And then, of course, there's been the deal this week between Russia and Turkey, which looks like it might yield a joint Turkish-Russian patrols on, on the other side of the border, which is obviously not something that some NATO members are very comfortable with. And in other news, WeWork plans to axe 4,000 jobs. It's part of an aggressive turnaround plan by SoftBank, which now has control of WeWork. The cuts translate to a bit less than a third of WeWork's global workforce. It's also going to pull back from the growth markets of China, India, and much of Latin America. Instead, it'll prioritize the U.S., Europe, and Japan. The president of the European Council is trying to get EU leaders on board with another Brexit delay. Donald Tusk spoke with Germany's Angela Merkel and Ireland's Leo Varadkar as he hoped to get a consensus to push the deadline back from October 31st to January 31st. The decision could come as early as Friday. Meanwhile, Boris Johnson's government is split on whether to push for a general election. The prime minister tried to get parliament to quickly pass his withdrawal legislation in time to exit the EU by Halloween. After that failed, Mr. Johnson's allies said the prime minister might try to force an election before Christmas. Members of the cabinet, Mr. Johnson's inner circle, and conservative MPs are all divided on whether this is the right move. 
And in order for an election to get off the ground, it would require a two-thirds majority of MPs to back it, or a vote of no confidence in Mr. Johnson. And here's a closer look at a story we're following. Facebook chief executive Mark Zuckerberg spent several hours getting grilled by members of the U.S. House of Representatives. He took questions about fake political ads, political bias, and of course, plans for the global cryptocurrency, Libra. The digital currency project has come under fire over concerns about money laundering and whether it would undermine the dollar. The FT's Kieran Stacey was there for the marathon hearing. What I think Mark Zuckerberg will be pleased about is there was nothing new that came out that seemed to shock members of the committee, at least as far as Project Libra was concerned. And he was able to do a fairly good job in allaying certain concerns they had, whether it was about money laundering or about how exactly their currency would be backed by other currencies, while not entirely giving up what the project wants to achieve. So he's fielding all of these questions and all of these concerns. What, what is his main defense of the project? So Mark Zuckerberg was keen to stress two things in defense of Libra, I would say. The first thing is that he wants it to appeal to the unbanked and the underbanked. He wants it to be able to bring banking services to the millions of people worldwide who are not able to access them. This argument went down okay with some, but very badly with others. There was one congressman, Brad Sherman, a Democrat, who said, don't you as the world's richest man are hiding behind the backs of the poorest people in the world to try and launch this thing, which is going to make you a lot of money. But for the richest man in the world to come here and hide behind the poorest people in the world and say that's who you're really trying to help. You're trying to help those for whom the dollar is not a good currency, drug dealers, terrorists, tax evaders. The other argument he was trying to use was a bit more interesting. It was that if the U.S. doesn't do this, then China will do it. Uh, What we saw was in China especially, Uh, They immediately kicked off this public-private partnership with some of their biggest companies uh, in order to race to try to uh, build a system like this uh, quickly, a digital renminbi uh, that they could use as part of their Belt and Road initiative, uh, their their kind of foreign and economic policy to grow influence throughout Asia and and Africa and other areas. And, um, And they're planning on launching this in the next few months. Well, I would say, you know, when... And if China does it, that will pose much more of a threat to U.S. global financial and political supremacy than anything that Facebook could achieve. That was a little more successful as an argument, although one member of the committee said, don't try and set this up as you versus Xi Jinping, because it's simply not. So has there been any talk about Facebook making compromises to get Libra off the ground? So I think this is the key question for people monitoring developments on Libra closely. What is Facebook willing to compromise to get this thing through the regulatory hurdles that it needs to? And I think there are three possible areas where it could seek a compromise. The first one is on anti-money laundering measures. So one of the big problems that the Libra project has is that they're promising that they will adhere to anti-money laundering rules, but they also want to make the platform open source so that any company or any individual, in fact, can launch their own digital wallet and enable people to transact in Libra coins across the network. Well, those companies launching wallets won't necessarily have to follow their own anti-money laundering rules. By making it open source, you essentially cede control of the project. So a lot of people have called on Facebook not to do that, to keep control, or at least the Libra Association, to keep control of the project and to make sure that anybody who uses it does have some kind of process to go through to get on. There was a little bit of a suggestion that might happen. Mark Zuckerberg talked about the aspiration 
that the project could be open source, but he didn't put it any more strongly than that. Now, compromise number two would be on what it is exactly that backs up this cryptocurrency. So Mark Zuckerberg and others talk about it as a stable coin. That's a cryptocurrency which is backed up by a basket of other currencies. That's upset some in the US in particular who want to make sure that it is backed up only by the dollar so that it doesn't provide some kind of a rival to the dollar. Well, what Zuckerberg said that perhaps instead of being backed up by a basket of currencies, you could have a range of different Libra coins, each one backed up by a different currency. The final compromise that Libra could make is not to locate itself in Switzerland. Now, I don't think there's much compromising that Mark Zuckerberg is likely to do on this point, even though members of the committee yesterday described Switzerland as the grandfather of all tax havens. Mark Zuckerberg didn't seem in a position, perhaps, or at least of a dispensation, to move the whole project back onto US soil. But that is one thing they could do, and I think they would win a lot of fans for doing so. If you want to hear more about the concerns stalling Project Libra, take a listen to the latest episode of the FT's Behind the Money podcast. You can find it in all the usual podcast apps. And for more on all the stories we covered today, head to FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.